In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... The Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life. What's up, brides? Welcome back to another episode of your favorite wedding and marriage podcast out there on the market, Betches Brides. I'm your host, Nicole Pellegrino, and today I am joined by the man that really at this point doesn't need an introduction, and I have a three-day migraine, and I'm too lazy to give him one, Sean Kilby. Welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you, Nicole. I've heard by popular demand. By pop, Is that a thing? By popular, yes, yeah. that is a thing. People, people have been asking? I, two people DM'd. Oh, a a good amount of people have been DMing. I think people like you because you are very opinionated when it comes to I shoot from the hip, Nicole. I shoot from the hip. (laughs) Is that you when you use these sayings that go way over my head? I don't know what it means. I think I don't think before I speak is what it is. Although I do have have a lot of thoughts. I have thought a lot about, about weddings. So I have more thoughts to share today. Well, yeah. And you're like, you're not a wedding expert. Let's be real. You're not a planner. Oh, let's be very real. I don't know anything. (laughs) I don't know anything, but I have a lot of thoughts. For being a regular guy, you have done a lot of wedding adjacent things. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you've coordinated a whole wedding. I coordinated. I've bestest manned. I've mm-hmm. officiated. I've set up the string lights. I've done it all. <laughs> you really have. Actually, I've catered. I forgot I've done that. I've you've done catering. I've bartendered. You know, one time I DJed a friend's wedding. No offense to any of your friends, but who are all these people hiring you? Like not even oh, they hiring don't pay me. Like, they don't all pay me. I'm saying a lot of this was pro bono. <laughs> Out of the kindness. Out of the kindness. I do like a good wedding. But today yeah. we're doing things a little differently. We we're are. doing the mailbag. Okay. We're, we're reaching into the mailbag. Is it mail, M-A-L-E, because I'm here? A mailbag? That is clever. That is mm, clever, but it's, it's not, a little weird. A yeah, mailbag? That sounds a little too, Yeah, I don't know. Douchey. Okay, got yeah. it. Um, but yeah, we're doing the mailbag. We've, th- we, we just want to answer your questions. They don't even really have a common theme, do they? I don't, I don't think we need to. I don't think they need to. They don't. I think the this is the thing. Weddings. That's the thing about planning a wedding. You've planned a wedding, right? No. Is that it's a lot of ball. You're juggling a lot of balls in the air. And I think it's hard to whatever, whatever is top of mind. Sometimes I do think the thing that isn't as important are the things that you focus on the most. Do you know what I'm okay. saying? Yes. Do you think that's true? Was there something from your wedding? I know every, I know yeah. you shared it all, but was there something from your wedding that you think you put a lot of time and attention to that actually wasn't really that important? I mean, looking back, I'm always like, why did I care so much about the photos? You know? Really? Like there were moments like, like I wish we didn't miss half our cocktail hour because we were taking photos with the sunset. I wish we just, like, I don't need those sunset photos. We had plenty of great, beautiful photos. I wish we just went to the entire cocktail hour, for example. Yes. So I agree with that. I think, but at the same time, this is funny because 
you could ask somebody what they would have done differently about their wedding a year later. How far? When was what's when's your anniversary? When? It's September fourth. We're coming it's, up. Oh it's my god! It's coming up. It's been almost okay. a year. It's been almost a year. Time flies. So you can ask somebody a year after their wedding for advice, what they would do differently, and they'll give you the answer. And then 30 years later, the answer is going to be completely different. So I don't think that you're, that yourself in 30 years is likely to give that same answer. I don't think you're going to remember anything about the cocktail hour, but you will remember everything that's in the pictures. So that's the one thing I do think. I think pictures are important, but I know what you mean. You wish you had taken them at a time where you could have enjoyed the wedding more. Yeah, but I feel like that's a very wise answer of me because that's usually something that you do realize later. You're like, I wish I would have just spent that time with my significant other instead of photos. So I don't know. I do agree your answer does change. Like right after the wedding, it's little logistical stuff that you don't mm -hmm. even remember happens a year plus later. So Nicole, you and I are real life friends and work friends. True? Mm -hmm. Sure. Right. <laughs> Well, I just found something out, but we did go to drinks the other day by we choice. Did. We did. We, we went did. to happy hour and we ended up having a conversation um, that we're actually, it's going to be revisited on the show soon because we, I think we're having a sex expert on soon, but which I can't wait for. Yeah. Sex on the wedding night. Oh yeah. That's another one where you just said I would have spent more quality time with my significant other. He's called your husband. Um, <laughs> prop, whatever you can call him. Whatever. But I do think that's a funny one too that most people don't think about nowadays. Nobody has sex on their wedding night. Do they? That that I think that's so funny. Have you talked about this with your friends? With my friends, yes. With the listeners, I don't think we did. I think mm. I told you guys once. Okay, full transparency. It feels weird talking about it with Sean, but whatever. I did with my husband on the wedding night, which is very it. surprising because I, knowing Mike and I, you would have thought that we wouldn't have. But you know, we we were just like. Sure. Why not? Like, and we were up till 6 a.m. not doing that. We were just up. For, we, we prolonged <laughs> the that. night. You were up till 6 anyway, because it was a great way. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think it's very sweet because for a lot of Batches Brides, a lot of people listening, I mean, they're already roommates. You know, they're already yeah. splitting the rent. They're but you already don't want to become mortgage. roommates. That's such a, that's the goal we strive to not be here. Just no, I mean, back. but like logistically, you've already lived together. Yes. And yes, yes. to me, moving in together, you've been together for years. Most of you, I assume, have seen each other naked. So I, for most people, it actually comes off as a formality. I'm not sure everybody has sex on their wedding night. It would kind of bum me out if you didn't, though. I almost think you should plan it. Do you, do you, we were talking about somebody we know, not going to name names who did mm -hmm. plan it and it worked like, but they are a very coordinated planned person. I don't think it makes or breaks things, but I do think it's fun to look back and be like, we did it. I'm yeah, already we did it. It's nice. <laughs> well, here, okay. You want some advice from a guy's perspective? Cause you want to yes. make it special. You know, you want to make it special, but I think it's hard to make it romantic because it feels almost forced. Does that make sense? Like you almost want it to be, cause you get the honeymoon suite. They put all the rose petals out Yeah. and your, and your mind immediately goes to who's going to clean this up. You know, yes. it doesn't actually feel as romantic and practice as you would think. The rose so, petals are stressful. Rose petals are stressful. <laughs> Here's what I would suggest, especially for the groom. What you need to tell him is mm -hmm. that there's nothing for three days before the wedding. That you need to make sure 
that it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but um, boxers, before they go to a big fight, mm-hmm. they, uh, their trainers often tell them no sex the night before the fight. Because it's going to take do? all your zhuzh, you know, you take your mojo out of you. Make sure he builds up his mojo for oh. three days before the wedding. Because then he's actually going to be looking forward to it. Other than, because otherwise, I, I guess my point is you, you go to the wedding, you get kind of distracted. You're, you're bogged down with all the other stuff. You forget that it's about the two of you and that you've got your, your honeymoon suite waiting for you. This is such a good idea, Sean. This is what I think the night before the wedding, you sleep together in the same room. We're mm-hmm. gone are the days of like staying, the girls staying with the bridal party. I don't know. I stayed with Mike the night before. You sleep together, but you don't do anything. Don't do anything. And it, this means he also isn't allowed like three days, nothing. He can't do anything yeah. for three oh, days. Oh, yeah. Don't let him. You got to Don't let him. Hit him or tell him. Ask, make a request. Say, please, for us. It's it's a big ask, but it's not that big of an ask. I think it might it might be a good idea. We this might have just- brilliant. Yeah. No, but I'd almost us. be like scared. What if they turn into like a feral cat on the wedding day? That's, and like, but isn't that- Oh, you want that. Okay. Well, okay, I'm, that's what I'm saying though. <laughs> that what? Because that used to be what wedding nights were like, presumably. <laughs> That's a really good idea because then it's like foreplay. The whole wedding is like a giant, like leading up to the night thing. I would think so. I, I, I think that often used to be what the conceit of the wedding was. Everybody would yeah. be joking like, oh, they're about to, you know, good for them. Consummate. Yeah. Consummate. You weren't allowed to back in the day. Like you weren't allowed, like people didn't actually even have sex at all. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, well, they pretended not to is what I'm saying. But- yeah. Yeah, make a little consummation contract with your with your soon to be hubby and say nothing for three days that's before the wedding. Cute. I that like, is that's cute. romantic. It's so it's the most romantic thing we're going to say on this episode. This mailbag is about to get. We're going to get some real advice. No, but that I would like to know for you guys listening. If you've already gotten married and you're listening, first of all, thank you so much. Which we do have a lot of those. Let DM us and let us know if you did have sex on the wedding night or not. Or I guess if you haven't gotten married yet, let us know if you will do this suggestion. We want to hear. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code brides20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code brides20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code 
Brides 20, newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. All right, let's do our first email. Sean, do you want to read it considering it's long and I still have a three-day migraine? Absolutely. For you, Nicole, anything. All right, here we go. Email number one. I am an avid listener and your podcast has given me absolutely every tip and piece of advice to keep me calm and well-organized throughout wedding planning. Everything has been going smoothly until a recent dilemma has come up. I'm getting married in July next year and our venue can accommodate about 140 people. Our guest list is around 130 now and I was really excited about having a wedding on the smaller side. My family is pretty small, however. My lovely fiance has a giant family. We've tried to accommodate everyone we can on the guest list. My mother-in-law suggested the idea of throwing an after party the next day to invite all wedding guests and the other 100 family members we cannot accommodate at the wedding. So basically, this is going to be a second wedding. All right, so are you are you following this, Nicole? So the venue, there are 10 shy of the cap for the venue. Yes. But somehow there are 100 family members on his side, on the fiance's side, that they maybe can't fit in. So they're talking about doing a party the next day. Yeah. Okay, let's continue. I was talking with my parents about this and they're not too on board because it looks like, oh, here's the bride's parents' party and then the groom's family's party for the B-list who weren't important enough to be at the bride's side party. I think it looks really bad now because I know my mother-in-law has the sweetest intentions of making sure everyone feels included, but instead of bringing two families together, this is starting to feel quite the opposite. Also, currently there are way more of his side on the guest list than there are on my side. So we've already really tried to invite as many of his families as we can, probably a 65-35 split, not that it really matters. My parents suggested renting a bigger hall and having a function with over 200 people that makes me want to simply die especially now because everything is booked and planned. I'm also in med school full-time across the country where we're getting married, so replanning an entire wedding is just not something I want to bring myself to do. I don't know what to do with this. I could try to invite as many of his family as possible and max out venue capacity, and hopefully then they can feel like they can cut this plan for a second wedding. And instead, they use their stunning place for rehearsal dinner instead. I'm freaking out because I don't want to hurt feelings, but also don't want two weddings. Imagine the next day saying, hi, Uncle John, thanks for coming last night right in front of our cousin Bob, who didn't make it to the cut for the country club venue. I'm already having chest palpitations, thinking about navigating the next day after party. Thanks in advance for any advice. Your girl here really needs help. Sincerely, two weddings equals too many problems. All right, Nicole. You slayed the game on that. Thank you. What do you think, Nicole? What is your immediate reaction? Well, the thought of having that whole thing the second day just took my migraine up about 10 octaves because I'm not going to have to, I'm going to have to say no to that. I'm not letting her do that. We're not doing the whole second next day thing. I know that the in-laws want that. And like she said, her mother-in-law does have the best intentions, which is good, but we're not doing the whole second party thing the second day with the in-laws family. I think she's already being a very generous, understanding bride to her fiance because she said that it's already a 65-35 split with his family taking up that 65% um, of the guest list. I truly think she's already made up her mind. She wants to just do the one wedding. I think you can just invite as many people as it makes sense Staying within the venue capacity, of course. 
And then an alternate thing, if the if the in-laws really feel like they didn't get to invite as much of their family as they wanted, an alternate idea could be doing like an engagement party of some sort where it's on them to plan it, but maybe the engagement parties with all of those family members that you you invite to that so that that's like not the day after the wedding. You can do that engagement party in the next month if you want. You could do a bridal shower where you're inviting all of them. You can celebrate with that side of the family in other ways without doing a day after the wedding 200 person event. Yeah, but okay, first of all, I'm astonished that there are 100 extra people in his family that can't yeah, even make that's it. A if it's already 65, that is a big family. <laughs> Yeah. I, she's been through this before. It's, I, th- I assume the mother-in-law has is, is been to, I, maybe someone else did this. If you have a family that big, do you, can you imagine how many weddings though her family has been invited to? I'm going broke just thinking about it. I know. I know. I do have, okay, first of all, I'm going to absolve anyone of any, anyone listening, guilt over not inviting people. You are absolved. We've talked. I think you might. You and I have talked about this before. I have a few life lessons that I have imposed upon myself. One of them is always eat before you go to sushi. I always got like a slice of Why? pizza. Because it's always I'm never full, and then I get mad, and then You're I don't enjoy the full sushi off of sushi. No, it's well, I'm not a fucking millionaire. It's too expensive. You go to nice sushi and then you're like, well, should I get that extra roll? I never do. So I always just learn just get go full and then you'll really oh, I, enjoy the sushi. I get too much sushi, but I fill up. Good for you. Up. Okay, that's a life lesson for you. Always order too much sushi, whatever. Another life lesson. This is actually a rule I have for myself and I've almost fallen prey to forgetting it. Never be offended if you don't get invited to the wedding. Because it's not a reflection on your friendship. It's not a reflection on your relationship. It's a reflection on the size of the venue and the pressures on the bride and groom. So those are things that you're facing. There is a cap on the country club. It's totally fine to set a cap. You didn't have to have a 250 person wedding because that's ridiculously expensive and it's really hard to find a venue right now. So you shouldn't feel guilty about it. Now, the mother-in-law doesn't sound like a monster though. She sounds like a nice lady. She just wants to celebrate with the fam. Yeah. I'm going to disagree with you, Nicole. Now, again, you can give that advice. I think you should just throw the damn party because I think you're overthinking it. I understand. I do understand why she, why it is stressing out the bride. But yeah. if the mother-in-law wants to host it at her house, invite whoever you want. Don't worry about Cousin Bob feeling awkward that he wasn't invited to the wedding. Cousin Bob knows he wasn't invited to the wedding. He's right. here on Sunday at the not wedding wedding. Who cares? First of all, another thing. Nobody wants to go to the wedding ceremony except for the people who actually care about you. Those people are already invited. So Bob, cousin Bob. You don't Bob, think it'll feel weird if like she pointed out, like bride's parents day is the wedding and then groom's parents day is the following day. If they do that. No, because first of all, the wedding already has tons of the groom's family. 65% True. is already that. True. So that's it why it, like if it were true, if it were truly 65, 35, the other direction. And then the next day, was overwhelming his party. It would feel like two weddings. But if your goal is to bring the families together, if that's truly your goal, then you're not accomplishing it by leaving out a hundred people in his family. Now he's the, he's he's in the biggest family in America. So that's tough for him. (laughs) I still don't understand how that. I don't understand. I'm doing the math. He's 65 already. You're at 130. You add those together. There's like 175 people in his family. I have one cousin, Nicole, I can't, my wedding would be tiny if that was the case. 
That was so. That's, that's it's definitely one of those extended families that do like the eighth cousin is first cousin or is, is the aunt and uncle. You know the one. That's that, family. Like, I mean, that is those people. Yeah. You know, a lot of the, this is a funny. Th- I've always thought this is so funny because when people are making up the guest list, they often just are thinking about who they hang out with now. But it's like, okay, you're in, you're in your, you're in a bowling league right now with Jeff. So Jeff gets invited and Jeff gets a plus one, but in two years, you're not going to be bowling anymore and you're going to forget Jeff exists, but you have social pressure right now to invite Jeff. Yeah. It's a lot of social pressure. But cousin Bob, I mean, cousin Bob's coming to your funeral someday, you know, like that guy is, cause he's family. It. That's yeah. True. So it's interesting. So here's why I think let go of the stress. Okay. First of all, if I were cousin Sean and I were invited to the B list wedding, I would be thrilled. There's a number of reasons. Number one, I don't have to sit through a ceremony. That's the whole thing. Number two, I don't have to wear a suit. Save me some money. Number three, I'm probably not bringing you a gift and I'm happy about that, but I still get to come and partake and I still get to go to probably hopefully more like a chill barbecue with some beers do not cater it. Just like order, order it. You can, you can order in catering. Do not have catering. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, do not overthink well, it. I still think it's, I still think it's weird, but if you are going to go this avenue that Sean's explaining, I would say like as the bride and groom, you don't have to plan a thing. This is kind of the mother-in-law's thing. If she really does have the best intentions, let her run with it. Be like, yep. it's at your house. It's very much your thing. I thank you for be- doing it to celebrate us. But like, I am not, I'm not planning two weddings in the same weekend. That's what You're I not, But didn't you have a, a next day brunch? No. Or the morning? You didn't. Mm-mm. A lot of people do. A lot yeah, of I people did. do. Were you at Jorge's uh, the brewery? Yes. I've been to so many. Well, you've been to, I've been to many of them. So have you. You've been to many of them. It's very common. It's very, very common. Just They're call it fun. that. They look fun. Call yeah. it the next day brunch. Mm-hmm. Hold it at brunch. For some reason, brunch is at 1 p.m. now, which is also funny. That's called like late brunch. lunch. So, yeah. but have, just call it, call it a brunch. Say it's at the mother-in-law's house. She can invite whoever the hell she wants. That way it's not awkward. I actually think it's totally cool to invite people who weren't invited to the wedding to the next day brunch. Let's make that a new thing. To extend the party. It's a little, it's a little Stop weird overthinking it. You think it's, it's too much? Weird. It's a little weird to me. It, it just, because the whole point of the next day brunch is to recap the fun memories of the night before. Yeah. You're going to have inside jokes happening at this next day thing that Uncle Bob won't understand because he wasn't even invited to the day before. I know. Okay, great. So what? This is the thing. People have experiences when you're not there. If you can't handle the awkwardness of that, yeah. that's on you, Uncle Bob. He was a cousin before, I think. So here's another question. We talked about this, I think, also behind the scenes. Would you invite somebody to your bachelorette party who couldn't come to the, who was not, you could not invite to the wedding? No, not really. You wouldn't do it. It's done. You know, people it's do it. Done. Would you invite someone to your shower that, you cannot invite. Oh, who to could not the wedding. come? Like if I invited- no, no, you can't. You can't fit them in. You're not inviting them. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Okay. Certainly, you could invite somebody who has another obligation. But would you invite someone to the shower who you who shower, cannot? Be I know invited? in the past I've said no, I wouldn't because they. St- I think they should come to the wedding if they're invited to the shower. I used to say that, but I have recently changed my mind. In that showers, I think it's different because. 
they're just such a different vein. Like sometimes the shower is for the moms and the mom's friends and you invite them to that instead of wedding. And that's kind of their way to celebrate because moms love a freaking shower. Like sometimes it's more them wanting it than you. So I do think the shower now, my stance is that we can invite people that aren't being invited to the wedding. Not the bachelorette party though. So then why is this different? I know. I caught, I, I caught you. I, here, here's why it's different from her point of view. I understand because it's stressful. It's her wedding weekend. She doesn't want to worry about the day after the wedding. I get it. Number two, it's awkward because there are going to be inside jokes from your wedding. There are going to be stories about how, you know, Sheena face planted on the dance floor. Remember that? Oh, so funny. And then everyone's laughing. Well, guess what? Nobody cares. If they're at the brunch, they're eating and drinking and nobody cares. And I so I say do it. Do Catch it. me on any other day. I'd argue you to into the ground on this, but today you win. You just don't have the energy for it. All right, let's go to the next one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's do the next one. Okay, this is a voicemail. Hello, my name is Sarah, and I just want to say before I get into my question that I'm literally like a super fan of this podcast, including the Instagram and all the content. Um, I got engaged in April of this year, and our wedding is November 4th of this year. Um, I'm 41, and my fiance is 43. We've both never been married. Um, I already have two kids. He has no kids. Um, so it's just like really special and also kind of like unique because of we're older and we've never been married and stuff. So I'm really excited, but I have been searching, like you would think I was studying for like the bar because I've done so much research and just like listened to every single thing I could think of. But I will say that this podcast has been the most helpful. Like I look nonstop for other podcasts for weddings and this one is like the one where I'm like, okay. Yes, like I get excited for Mondays. So thank you for that because I'm literally like a creep now um, about this podcast. I'm so happy you exist. Anyway, um, related to that, I guess that kind of ties into my question. I um, am having this thing where we, first of all, way over budget already. Like we booked the venue first thing and that pretty much was 100% of our budget. We both had to take out loans. We're paying for Ourself, he's probably going to have to sell his Harley. Like, we're just insane people, but now we're knee-deep in it. And once you, like, set the tone for, like, a, a beautiful wedding, you know, you just start to constantly see other people's weddings. You see, you know, TikToks. You see Instagram. You see, uh, you hear of all this stuff. Like, wait, I want the 360 photo booth. I want, you know, the cloud that you dance with. Like, I want all these things. And I guess, like, my question to you is, like, how do you um, – keep your bougie intact when you have a blue collar budget because all I do is kind of feel like this like FOMO of my wedding is going to be like not that great because I don't have what other people have, even though we are already like so over budget. I've just made deposits and just pray to God I'll get the money. So is there a way or have you 
thought about this or talked to other people where you can kind of keep yourself in check from having that, you know, kind of comparing your wedding to everybody else and how do you get yourself to stop obsessing about it? Yeah, so that's it. Thank you very much for your time. Um, Look forward to your podcast every week and have a great day. Thank you. I love her so much. Of course she does. She loves you. (laughs) I know. Uh, First of all, mad respect Mad respect to her. She, you could tell she, she's never been married before. She's forty-one. She's not settling. She's not a settler at all. She knows what she wants, and I just love her. So here's my question: How did I know you? You probably had similar questions. What do I prioritize? What do I not prioritize within the budget? First thought is: If your venue is already your full budget, you need to make an actual budget now. You need to make one because you, you said yeah. you, you set a cap and then you've already hit it. We know that that's not your real budget. So yeah. I don't even know what relative. Okay. Let's say your whole budget is a hundred thousand dollars. That's a ridiculous number, but I'm sure some brides are going to hit amazing. that or go beyond it. All right. Oh, I'm saying easily. nice round number. I could have said mm-hmm. 10, but let's say it's a hundred. Mm-hmm. What percentage do, should your venue be? Is there, is there a set <gasps> number? Varies. Is there advice on that? They're definitely like if you Google like what percentage there, there's definitely like percentage breakdowns and recommendations of things, but I don't know. It varies. Like I don't, they say venue, food, alcohol, entertainment are all up there for the larger percentages. I don't know. I can't, I don't know what actual, the actual percentages are. Maybe definitely over like 10. I would think your venue should be like... 40 or 50% of the cost. Now it gets a little muddy because sometimes the catering has to be included and the wedding planner or the day of person is included in the staff and whatever. Let's just say whatever they had to pay. I hope that that included some things if it's their full budget, but I would think whatever that number was, let's say it was 20 grand. I mean, Hmm. we got to spend another 20 grand. Like if you, what's the point? I actually don't understand. What's the point of having the great venue if there's no chairs to sit in during the ceremony? If there's nothing else. <laughs> if there's right. no booze. If there's no. Now, we've talked about what do you cut and what are you going to make decisions on? There are things. I mean, you, you can. If flowers aren't that important to you, cut some flowers. The thing is with this, like, I always say, yeah, like, prioritize your top three things. Among every bride I talk to or hear, everybody's top three things, one of those is at least venue. So at least it's not like she blew our whole budget on flowers. She blew her whole budget on the most important thing. On the most important thing. She went went to a venue that was outside of her means. So now she has to figure out how to make the rest work. Yeah. Here's what I would say is stop comparing yourself to other people's weddings. Because first of all, some of those so much money was spent, like so much more than you're thinking. Yeah. Some it's of them. It's not, it's, you cannot compare to other weddings. Comparison in every aspect, but especially weddings, especially marriage, especially relationships, honeymoons, etc., is the thief of joy. You, it, it will suck your joy out. I recommend to brides sometimes when you make a decision on something for your wedding, get off social media. Unfollow, when you buy your dress, unfollow all the other dress companies. Unfollow. Don't go on Pinterest and type right. in wedding dresses because that will make you regret your decision. So same like this for for weddings. I mean, still follow us, you know, get inspo there. But like, 
unfollow, don't look at other venues, don't look at other things unless you can get out of it and get a venue more in your budget if you're locked into this one. I sure to give the deposit. I don't think it's happening. And look, venues are tough. Venues are probably harder right now to get a good venue oh, yeah. than ever because there's so yeah. many people that are still waiting to get married during this whole like two year period. So yeah, it's, it makes sense that you had to blow the budget on that, but I, you got to go DIY and some stuff. If you want the mm. photo booth, you don't need to pay a guy. You don't need the three sixty, the three, the stupid, the photo booth thing. Honestly, most the of it's kind of hokey photo booth thing. You don't need a three sixty photo. Your friends all have supercomputers in their pockets with perfect cameras on them. They're called iPhones. Have your friends bring their cameras, take their own damn pictures. Just get some lights and a flower wall for Michaels and you're set. You don't and need that thing. Absolutely. Right. You, you don't need do that. a trapeze artist at your wedding. I can tell by her <laughs> <laughs> or like a literal fire yeah, dancer. I can tell by her voicemail. She's already going to have such a fun time. She's a fun person. She has fun friends and fun family. I can literally tell by hearing her voice and how she's laughing about this. So that's all you need is the ambiance. But I mean, I will say um, the comparison, she just needs to stop looking at others because that'll bog her down. That's good advice. I like that. Okay, Sean, let's go back to the mailbag and do another email, shall we? Let's do it. Okay. Hi, Nicole. First, I absolutely love the pod. I've literally taken notes while listening. We love that. Thank you for all the helps for us brides to be. I have a question about wedding parties. I go back and forth on how many people I want. I'm pretty set right now on just having my sister and wanting my fiance to just have his brother for a few reasons. It's quicker slash cheaper with hair and makeup, not having to choose amongst friends and future sisters-in-law and cause drama, and because I want a short ceremony and I hate when the party entrance is longer than the ceremony. But will I regret not including friends? I see all the getting ready photos and they look so fun. One thing I'm thinking is to ask my close friends to arrive early and do a first look with them, even though they won't be in the bridal party. Is that weird? Any tips for me to still have fun while getting ready without causing drama or feeling stressed? Next question is in the same vein. My fiance and I have had a male friend we're both super close to. My fiance wants him to be a groomsman, which would mess up the issue above but we're also considering him as the officiant. However, we are also considering having my godfather to be our officiant. He married my parents, and I think that connection would just be so sweet. Is there a good way to include two people as officiants in the ceremony or give them other roles during the ceremony? I don't want to offend either of them by giving them too small of roles. Thank you in advance. Stress bride trying to keep everyone happy. Great. I'll tell you right now, stress bride who wants to keep everyone happy, you will not keep everyone happy if you have no. one groomsman and one bridesmaid. It's just not. It's mm -hmm. Here's another thing. This is a, um, maybe it's an unpopular opinion. I don't know. I don't even think the groomsmen and the bridesmaids have to be the same number of people. I don't no, think I, it matters. I fully agree. I, it does not be, need to be symmetrical. The walk down the aisle, no one's actually paying attention to the groomsmen and the bridesmaids as they walk down the aisle. I promise you. No one. You could literally be standing up there. Mm -hmm. And I close my eyes and you ask me to tell you how many bridesmaids and groomsmen are up on the altar. I'll tell you, I have no clue. No one's paying attention to them. They're looking at the freaking bride. I They're think the only time it's weird is if there's literally two groomsmen and 11 yes. bridesmaids. Right, 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 right. But Five and three, no one cares. 
You could do 27 dresses on one side and a best man. That'd be cool. You know, make that, make pretend your wedding's the bachelor. Either, whatever. All I'm saying is that don't overthink this. Now, here's what you might regret. And I write a little, there's a little something in there. She said um, that she doesn't want to have to worry about future sisters-in-law. Choosing amongst friends and future sisters-in-law. Girl, so he has a brother and sisters. And he wants to add this male friend to the wedding party, but you're actually going to go stand up there and his sisters are going to sit in the audience, but you will, you'll each have one person next to you. I don't, if he has a preference, first of all, I think you should take it into account. Second of all, if he has sisters, put them in a bridesmaid's dress and have them stand next to you. I think that is smart. I think you should do it. He has another guy friend who is so close to both of you that you want to make him stand up there even though you don't really want him to officiate. Here's some advice. Make your your best man, his brother, and this guy best friend stand next to him and then have your sister and your future sisters-in-law stand next to you and that's fine. So two that's and three, three is girls, great. Two guys. Who cares? But then is it weird if she's not that close to the sisters and there are two standing next to her and then her, did we say her sister? Her so she has one sister who's going to be her maid of honor. Sisters-in-laws. Do that. You know, what it'll, you know what it'll do? It'll bond you closer actually, together. Yeah. If the point of the wedding is to bring families together, that is the whole point. That's sweet. Then do that it. That is. And that's not weird because then if if like the justification to friends and stuff is that it's just family up there with us. Now, I'm going to give some advice to people uh, who are thinking of asking a friend to be the officiant. Mm. It is not a favor to a friend to ask them to be the officiant. It is it not. Works. People do not want to have you say, you know, we really wanted you to be a bridesmaid, but I just it, was, it would have thrown off the balance. So can you officiate? Guys do not want to hear, you know, we have too many groomsmen, but you're really close to us and we thought it'd be great if you officiated. I would hands down rather be a bridesmaid than officiate. Of course you would. It's like a, it's a demotion. It's like somebody saying you're going to get, you're going to have more responsibilities and less pay. That's like what having, it feels like. So it, it is not, it's an honor and a pleasure to be an officiant if somebody asks you to be, but it is not preferable. So it's number a one, job. it's a job now. Your godfather who officiated your parents' wedding is the greatest officiant I can think of. That is such a great idea. Do not overthink it. Do not ha- try and have the other guy up there. It is so weird to have another person up there who is doing Do the co-officiating double. unless they are our friend Jordana Abraham's twin brothers. brothers. If it's brothers, if it's two brothers, you could do it. Otherwise, you can't do it. You've officiated a wedding, right? I have officiated a wedding. It was exactly what I just described. So you have to plan, right? Like you've got to prep. Like it's a, you, for 30 minutes, responsibility. you are leading that. Like, so here's the thing. If you are going to have dual officiants, they better be close. They better be willing to prep and work together. But why would you do that? Zoom, would you enjoy Zoom that calls, as an audience member? Meetings. If they're fun, if they're Jordana's brothers, yes. Of like, course. If they're two fun people that like have a dynamic. If they're if they're co-hosts, then yes. But yes. if they are two people, you're just sticking together. Who you and then it becomes even more homework for them because they have to coordinate with each other. Leading. It's a hard they job have to anyway. Practice. Mm-hmm. Like they I don't have think to, I don't right? think you should even entertain the idea of having 
two of them have a role. Now, if you, if this guy is really that close to you and you need him to be involved in the ceremony, but you can't make him a groomsman and he, and he shouldn't be a co-officiant, you should definitely ask your godfather. That's like a way better idea. Then yeah. have him read a poem. And now, and now Jeffrey from the bowling team is going to come up here and he's going to read a selection from, you know, whatever. That's fine. Do that. Just do that. But don't have two or officiants. Or a speech at the rehearsal dinner. Have him do a speech. Have him do a speech. I mean, honestly, I, I, I think it's, first of all, if you can, hire somebody because it's hard to be an efficient. Oh, if, really? if you have a godfather who's done it before, he can handle it. Just make sure you give him lots of instructions and make sure that he gets reordained because if he doesn't, it's, it's not a real so wedding. It's so much pressure. I talk for a living, right? I, I create public-facing content for a living. Mm -hmm. I am fully confident I would be the world's worst efficient. I don't know. Th that is too much pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. I've seen it from multiple angles. It's not. It's not a. Um, it's not an easy ride. So it's a. Lot, it's a big ask for that person. I think you should ask your godfather. I think you should figure out something else for this other guy to do. Jeff from the bowling team will be fine. All right. Should we do a voicemail to close it out, Nicole? Let's do it. Well, it's getting towards that time. To close us out, let's do another fun voicemail. So now it's time for this week's Happily Ever After voicemail brought to you by our favorites at Bride Bright. Did you know that the Bride Bright founders, Erica and Ryan, had a Happily Ever After of their own? They chose to launch their company, Bride Bright, together, how cute, on their original May 2020 wedding date. In this segment, we give advice to our listeners about challenges they're facing and how to overcome those challenges together for a happily ever after. And if you want to put an extra sparkle in your happily ever after, be sure to check out Bride Bright for their easy and effective teeth whitening kit that will keep you smiling through it all. Here's our voicemail for the week. Hi, this is Erin. I am a recent bride. I got married in May, and I have a bit of a predicament going on um, with my photographer. So it's kind of a long story, but essentially after the wedding, uh, it was a very stressful day. We only had about 10 minutes to do our couple's portraits, but my photographer assured us that she had captured everything. And, you know, seven weeks later, we get the full gallery and I was just not happy with any of the photos. Um, it was bad. Like, the family photos inside the church were blurry. Half the photos of my husband and I are blurry or washed out. You can't even see my dress. It's, like, extremely disappointing. So I expressed to the photographer that I wasn't happy. And she offered to redo a family shoot and a bridal couple shoot, which is ridiculous. You can't get that day back. Never offered money back. Never offered an apology. Told me I didn't understand photography and how light works. Um, I'd love to hear your guys' perspective on all this. Thank you. So, Sean, you haven't listened to it yet, but last week we had um, Nicole, a lawyer, on to talk about these exact things. Mm -hmm. What's in your contract is like the holy grail. What are your thoughts on this? I actually, to be honest with you, first of all, it's a bummer that you only had 10 minutes to get those portraits and this, just don't rush your photos at your wedding. But this is the lesson everyone else is learning from your mistake or your photographer's mistake. I'm not surprised that they don't want to give you money back. I, I, I get why I would be outraged personally, but they're not going to give you money back. If they offered to do a separate portrait session 
I think that you should take him up on it. I think that's a reasonable I compromise. Agree. It's super fucking annoying that you have to gather and and get all re-ready in your outfit. I would actually ask the photographer, okay, we'll do the second photo shoot, but can you compensate me to get my hair and makeup done again because I have to do that? Like I would I would go to those lengths and like be like, okay, but because this you promised good quality photos and didn't deliver on that deliverable and promise. Yes, I'll take you up on making up for this, but I do need you to compensate my hair and makeup. Yeah. And if they say no, I mean, here's the thing. I, I'm just trying to think what's what's actually going to work. You want your happily ever after moment. We do want that. You want to be able to enjoy the photos. You want it to be a happy memory. You want to be able to enjoy. Do yourself a favor and try and find a way to enjoy it yourself. Why don't you just go ahead and take them up on this? Why don't you go ahead and you get to do hair and makeup for fun. Treat it like it's fun. I mean, you get to have another wedding yeah. photo shoot. You get special photos with your family. Take them up on it. I think we know things are going to go wrong at a wedding. And occasionally the photos are going to go wrong. I don't, I, from how the way I'm hearing it, not every photo is terrible. You're just upset that some of them are blurry, that there aren't enough, that they got rushed. So you're getting a whole other photo shoot. I think that's a totally reasonable compromise. And I think that you can try and take photos that you're going to want to have up in your house for the rest of your life. So just take take advantage of it. That's a good way to look at it. She did mention that the wedding in the beginning, she said it was a very stressful day. So maybe this day could be less stressful and you remember that by the photos. But I, I do agree. think like overall, this was the photographer's, this was the photographer's fault ultimately. Like the photos she delivers, True. majority of them can't suck. You've got to build in plenty of time for couples portraits. That's all stuff that you, like other people, when you're listening to this, go like make sure you put those plans into action early on to avoid this scenario. But for her, I do think that, I mean, the photographer is kind of offering what I feel like other, any other photographer would like to yeah. offer a reshoot. And if it makes you feel better, I know of so many brides that do a day after wedding photo shoot because of these reasons, or just because they, they planned it in advance, just because they're yeah. like, the wedding day flies by, I want to get photos of us. That a lot, That is a very common thing. It's called like bridal portraits or something. Well then, great. Well, I, she also, there's one line in this that makes me feel a little more sympathetic to the photographer. At one, there's a whole sentence that just says, my dress is like extremely disappointing. I wrote that down. My dress oh, really? is extremely disappointing. That's not the photographer's fault. I mean, it's just not. If there wasn't enough time to get it, I guess maybe. But did the photographer tell you to rush or did you want to get to your cocktail hour? I don't know. I, I'm just thinking, again, let's all just learn a lesson from her experience and also give yourself the gift of a happily ever after here by just taking the compromise and trying mm -hmm. to take new photos to solve the problem instead of making it look, it was a stressful day. I don't think the photographer made it a stressful day. I think it's just, it's inherently going to be a stressful day. So Take them up on these, and then you can still leave a bad review. The thing is, the point of the reviews is to help people in the future avoid having bad photos with this photographer. The right. feedback is real. You're allowed to give the feedback. But, I mean, they're not, they can't return the money. They're not going to. The money, pretend the money is spent. It's just, it's not going to happen. They gave you photos. That's all they agreed to. They didn't, there's nothing in the contract that says perfect photos and your dress is going to look great. She didn't pick the dress. This is something that I'm wondering, we didn't talk about this specific, we, in our episode with Nicole, she was saying how you can negotiate any part of a contract. So I'm wondering if we could say with our photographers, something along the lines of like, 
photos must be up to a certain quality or par Mm -hmm. or like, you know, there must be X amount of couples portraits that we're satisfied with in some way that makes sense where you're defining what that means. I don't know. This is something that would be interesting to explore putting in a contract prior. I think that's reasonable. I mean, I I assume most people who are doing photos are just just a boilerplate thing and they're not reading it and they're not adding addendums. Well, and the photographers want to keep you happy. So like that's what this person's trying to do. They're not trying to deliver sucky photos and make you mad. They're trying to keep you happy. So that might also be a consideration when you are shopping for a photographer. You want somebody whose photos look good based on what they have on their website, but also you're most likely going to meet them ahead of time and you can read people's demeanor. If they're a people pleaser and they're going to go above and beyond, they're going to come and try and fix it. So even if they make a mistake, they're going to try and fix it. I wasn't there when she went and said, Hey, what are you going to do about this? They're never going to give you the money back. They're not going to do it. So you got to take the compromise. You know, the photographer who my sister hired to show up to my engagement, my sister and Mike to my actual engagement lost over half of our photos after. Okay. That can't happen. It was so annoying. Yeah, that, that cannot happen. She that offered. Isn't... She offered to like buy us a photo album from Walgreens, what? and not even. And we just gave it up. Like at a certain point, I was like, "No, give us the money back." And then she like didn't. So we were like, "Okay, fine." Whatever. All right. Well, that'd be an example where you got. I mean, you got to you got to figure it out. You actually have to try and get the money back. I mean, you can take people to small claims court, or you can hire a lawyer, or whatever. I was too lazy to do all of that. Yeah, I know. That's what they're betting on. Well, I mean, look to this person who's calling in. I, I feel for you. I'm sure tons, if a lot of people have been through this. I want you to have your happily ever after moment. I want you to have good photos. So take some more photos. Mm-hmm. If people do it, it happens. All right, Nicole. Well, that's it for this week's happily ever after brought to you by Bride Bright. Bride Bright knows that getting the perfect smile can be expensive, painful, sticky, or harmful for your enamel and gums. That's why Bride Bright is an effective, affordable, and sensitivity-free solution for at-home teeth whitening. It's the perfect way to whiten your teeth and keep you smiling. Your Bride Bright Wedding White Teeth Kit includes everything you need to do this from the comfort of your own home with three brush and whitening pens and a first-of-its-kind wireless dual blue-red LED light mouthpiece to accelerate the whitening process. Nicole, you did this before your wedding. You love it. I still do it to this day, and I love it. You still do it. You Mm -hmm. still do it. Your wedding photos look so great. Having that smile look its best is so important. So check out Bride Bright on Instagram at Bride Bright for teeth tips and more. And you can try Bride Bright for yourself by visiting BrideBright.co using code Betches for 40% 40 off. Wow. What a deal. 40% off at checkout. That's B-R-I-D-E-B-R-I-T-E dot C-O. That's code, not com, using code Betches for 40% off. Nicole, what a show today. It was fun. Always a pleasure, truly. Always we a talked, pleasure. We covered a lot. We, we covered, covered a lot. Too, too much. We covered a lot. Mm-hmm. Sean, like, do you want them to find you? If so, where? I have an Instagram account that says it's <laughs> at Radio Sean Ryan, but I, I don't know. Don't really, find him. Yeah, don't bother. It's not that fun when you do. No, it's not worth it. It's kind of a bummer. But people are probably like, what does he look like? He's got a lot of opinions. I know what he thinks. Yeah, if you want a visual, go find yeah, him. That's cool. By the way. <laughs> All right. Till death, do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Betches.